Well, good evening, everyone. Well, good evening, everyone. And happy feast day. And also with me. <laughs> sometimes when you have Catholic, or um, sometimes you feel that way. You're like, the Lord be with you. And not many Catholics there, which is, that's just normal. And sometimes you feel that way. You're like, the Lord be with you. And like, no one says anything. You're like, and also with me. Okay. <laughs> um, tonight is just a wonderful, joyful, real reason for authentic happiness for all of us here tonight. Um, not a momentary, fleeting happiness, but tonight is one of those nights that truly you should have deep, authentic joy. I don't know if all of us have experienced it, but I imagine you have. You know those moments in your life where something happens and it's almost too good to be true? The most obvious kind of moment I think like that is our proposals. Not too long ago, we, um, I got to see, I think it's the first engagement I've ever actually seen. And there was a couple from out of town and they... The, the groom proposed in our grotto, and he had tipped me off ahead of time, and I snuck out there um, to kind of watch it. And it was just beautiful. And he had told me, he said, well, Father Brian, like, we need your blessing, one, just for our marriage if she says yes, and I will need it really badly if she says no. <laughs> and she said yes, and it was so beautiful, and she was just crying, and he was crying, and I was crying, <laughs> and she's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm the priest. <laughs> but it was just one of those moments where it was like, you could just sense for both of them, it was like, this is almost, this is too good to be true. Uh, and tonight is one of those moments that we should feel that way. Tonight's feast day and going into tomorrow Tonight's feast day all centers around one simple question. And it's a question that goes all through the gospel. So at the end of Mark chapter 4, there's a scene where Jesus is in the boat with the apostles. It seems to happen a lot. And there's a storm. And Jesus calms the storm. He rebukes the waves. And there's peace. And at the end of that scene... Verse 40, Jesus says to them, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? And they were filled with awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? In Jesus' life, everyone was asking that question, who is this man? Who is he? Who is this man who calms the wind and the storms? Who is this man who heals the deaf and the blind? Who is he? And that question, of course, is so important. It, it went all through church history. Every one of us has to answer that question. Every one of us has to get to a place of, who is this man? 
Who is he really? And tonight's feast day, as I'm sure you all know, whenever the church declares something about Mary, it always is actually about Jesus. And that's true tonight. When this, tonight's feast day, Mary's mother of God, it translates to the Greek theotokos, which means God-bearer, the one who gives birth to God. It was about one question, and the church was fighting and wrestling. I won't give you the whole history. If you really want to be, go deeper, go look up Nestorius. He's the reason we have this council, the Council of Ephesus in 431. But here's why it's such good news. Nestorius thought that Jesus somehow, because he existed from all eternity, that Mary couldn't really be the mother of God. She, had, she was the mother of, of Jesus' human nature. And so Nestorius, he seemed to be saying that in the body of Jesus, there were two persons. There was the divine Son of God who existed from all eternity, and there was a human person, and somehow they were inside this one body. And the church rejected that, and here's why tonight, after Mass, and throughout this Mass, you should feel such joy. Tonight, in some ways, is the feast of the priesthood. What a priest does is a priest is meant to be a bridge between God and human beings. And early Christians, before the church had defined these things, one of the things that was natural was they wanted to say, it can't really be true. That the eternal God who created light, who is truth himself, who is the very image of God the Father, how could it possibly be true that he could truly also become human? It's too good to be true. But that's what we celebrate tonight. The Council of Ephesus in 431 said, no, the man on the cross, the man who walked on the water, the man who was born in Bethlehem, he is one person who has united divinity and humanity together. And so the early church said, the only way that you and I can be redeemed, what redemption means, what heaven is, brothers and sisters, what heaven is, is when you will be perfectly united to God. And what the early church said is that the only way that can happen, the only way that Jesus can redeem us, is if he has united God to men. Jesus did not just do that on the cross or in the resurrection. He did it the moment he was conceived. And so St. Thomas Aquinas says the moment that Jesus became a priest, was the moment that Mary said yes. Amazing stuff. I know that's deep. Tonight, though, you should feel the way that, that couple felt in the grotto. It really did happen. The Son of God truly did 
unite a human nature to himself. The person that Mary gave birth to was not a human person who later became God. It was not a, uh, just a human nature that, I don't know, somehow God was united to in another way. Mary gave birth to God himself. And because of that, we have a priest, a true priest, and you and I can truly be united to God. St. Ephraim the Syrian, you know I can't get through a homily without a quote. St. Ephraim the Syrian, I know you love him, he is a fourth century church father, and he wrote all of his theology and poetry. And he wrote a hymn on the Lord's birth, and he wrote this. He says, a wonder is your mother. The Lord entered her and became a servant. All right, so he's going to contrast here the, the God himself becoming humble. The Lord entered her and became a servant. He entered her able to speak, and he became silent in her. He entered her thundering, and his voice grew silent. He entered as shepherd of all. In her, a lamb he became. The whole mystery of Christianity is Christ dwelling inside of us. And you and I take that for granted. Tonight, brothers and sisters, don't take it for granted. The one who existed from all eternity, who dwells in unapproachable light, truly entered into the Virgin Mary, which means he can enter into you. <laughs> it is too good to be true.